Selling Studios, powered by RumbleOn.com. It's time to take you behind the scenes in Smashville. Yoshi slides it in, and the Predators win it overtime. This is the Preds' official podcast with Brooks Bratton, brought to you by Two Rivers Ford, home of the non-commissioned salespeople on Smashville's best sports talk, ESPN. 102.5 The Game. We're back. It's been a minute. Well, should I say we? I'm back. We've got someone else here with us as well on the Predators official podcast here on ESPN 1025 The Game, episode 136 of the pod. I am Brooks Bratton of NashvillePredators.com. You may have noticed a bit of a tweak in the intro. There's a name that's missing. I know our loyal listeners know why, but if in case you, in case you missed it, Thomas has since moved on. He's still alive. He's just at another position. But uh, this is the first one back. The first P.O.P. back since Thomas had made his uh, triumphant sail off into the sunset. So it is me here for now. And on the phone, a voice that you will all know well, Predators color commentator, broadcast extraordinaire, former goaltender Chris Mason, Kind enough to join this week and provide some insight. Mace, it is excellent to talk to you and welcome you back to the POP. Thanks, Brooks. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to be back and talking hockey, although um, one of the main topics we're probably going to be talking about is kind of a, I guess it's kind of a happy, sad kind of thing, but it's always uh, good at this at this point of the year when you start, you know, getting the juices flowing for the hockey season and uh Great to chat with you, buddy. Absolutely. Likewise, yes, it, uh, it, it's it been a bittersweet week here in Smashville. And, of course, it's as we said, it's been a minute since we've done a pod. It's, I guess, a month and a half probably. Just a few things have happened. We'll get to all of that and more here in episode 136. Of course, the offseason is in full swing. The expansion draft and the NHL draft are coming up next week. The Predators, they've already made a move as well, trading Victor Arvidsson to Los Angeles. More on that in a moment. But as Mace, you alluded to, the big the big man, the Finnish reindeer, Pecorine, has officially announced his retirement from the game of hockey. We will look back at his career and what he means to the Predators and Nashville. But a franchise icon, we knew the day would come eventually. It does for every player and on Tuesday, Pecorine decided to make it official. His 15-year NHL career comes to an end. The 38-year-old retires after spending his entire 683-game career with the Preds. Of course, the franchise leader in nearly every goaltending category, including games played, wins, goals against average, time on ice, shutouts, saves, and in NHL history, he sits 19th in shutouts, and is tied for 19th in victories with 369. The 2018 Vesna Trophy winner, he was a finalist for the award three other times, a four-time NHL All-Star as well, and twice voted to the NHL's year-end All-Star teams. We know what he did on the ice. We know how great of a human he is off the ice. But Mace, what do you think? Pex hangs him up. Yeah. Wow. I, you know what? Honestly, it, it was. Uh, it, it still honestly doesn't. It hasn't sunk in quite yet and I, I don't think it completely will until we see the team come on the ice next year and there's no number 35 going through the the big pred head on the ice because 
you know, there's been a lot of speculation. And anytime, you know, an athlete gets to that over 35 age, you start getting the questions, you know, is this, how long are you going to play? Are you sign another contract? You know, when's it going to, it's just the natural evolution of things. But, you know, for someone like Pekka, who, you know, has been able to keep that level of play up so high. And as you mentioned, won that Vesna a couple of years ago, um, you know, puts up great numbers this season. A uh, bit of a tough start, but, you know, the stretches that he played there when, when he had all those injuries, he was awesome. Um, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to really believe. And um, it, it's, there's, you mentioned in your open there, he's the most iconic player to ever put on that jersey. And, when, you know, when people think of the National Predators, that's the name that you think of. And there's been a lot of guys that have come through there here that have had big impacts. You know, David Legwan, Scott Hartnell, um, obviously Shea Weber, you know, among many others. But I, I don't know, you might know this, but is there any, has there been anybody that's been drafted, played their entire career and retired a Nashville Predator? I don't know. I don't, I'm sure there's no one over 500 games, but, um, and he's played for no other team. So it, it's, it's, it's really tough because he really, you know, I, I think solidified this team as a legit you know, with, with help of others, obviously, but he was the main guy. He was the face of the franchise on the ice in the community that really put this team on the map. And, you know, for him, um, you know, he's almost, you know, when you talk about it, it's like the legend grows, but a lot of times legends aren't, aren't true. And, you know, all these myth, mythical creatures, it's <laughs> not true, but with Peckett's, you know, Brooks, he's, he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. He's never, he doesn't have a, a mean bone in his body, and, and yet he's one of the fiercest competitors. When you get him on the ice or in practice, the, the guy competes like no other. Um, he's a special guy, so it still doesn't feel, feel real, and I guess well, it'll probably hit a lot harder, I think, at the start of the season. I agree. I, I've said that to a number of people this week, that it, it doesn't, like, like you know that it's happened, but to your point, I think until it's, it's Juice leading the team and then it's not Pex at the end of the line, you know, whatever the order is when they come out on the ice or he's not on the bench, I think that'll really hit home. And then as well, and you touched on it, and David Poyle has as well, and, and Sean Henry, the Predators CEO and president, has mentioned it too, that where is this franchise, this community without Pekka? I, I think that's, as we mentioned a moment ago, the, the numbers speak for themselves on the ice and Hopefully, he should be a Hall of Famer with his numbers. We're, of course, biased, but I would say that he probably deserves a spot there one day in the Hockey Hall of Fame. But what he's done in the community and what he means to the city off the ice, I think is just, if not more, impactful. I agree. And, I mean, look, you got you have to give a ton of credit to the, you know, the, the Preds Foundation because right from day one, 1998, this team – made an agreement with the fans in the city that they're going to, they're going to make a, a special bond and, and they're going to um, have their players accessible to the community, to its fans. And, and they've continued to do that throughout the, their entire existence. And, you know, I, but again, like you, you were alluding to is without guys like Pekka and Shea Weber before him and, you know, Roman Yossi now and all the guys that are really embrace, you know, those, days in the community, those initiatives that they um, attach themselves to and just get so emotionally involved, you know, you, you don't have that success and you don't have that longevity, um, you know, as, as the, an upstanding member of the community. And, it, it, you know, it's like, Brooks, you get off a long road trip, you have a Sunday off and you're back at it Monday. 
And these guys are out in the community. Pex is out doing best buddies, or he's go, you know going and helping out at the uh, 365 fund um, at the hospital there, and and they're happy to do it. And, and you can just see the you know the joy on their face. Obviously, the kids and the people that they're there um, helping and supporting. Um, really benefit from from them being there, and it brings awareness to their cause and everything. But but also the guys, you know, like Pekka. I mean, he won the King Clancy. The, the guy does it every year. He doesn't want any accolades. Even like the guy pitches a shutout, he stops forty five shots, and you know he deflects all the credit to, to other people, and he does that as well uh, about his philanthropic work in the community. But I mean, that's what it's all about. And when you think about a, a player like Pekka, and you, you said. Uh, first ballot Hall of Fame, we are biased. Yes, we are. But, you know, you're top 20 in a lot of those categories that you rifled off. And then he's probably the best finished goaltender ever played in the National Hockey League. He's got to be uh, a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. But I, I feel like his legacy, not only on the ice, but off the ice even more, just because of just because of who he is and how many people, uh, how many lives he touched and, and how much, um, you know, dedication he showed throughout his career and being able to, you know, manage that elite level of performance and still give your, your free time to, to the causes that he believes in. I just, I just think speaks volume about his character. And, and we all know that about Pekka. And that's, that's one of the things that I love talking about most. If, if people don't know and they're a casual fan and they see him only on the ice, you know, he's awesome on the ice, but he's even a better person. That just makes people, you know, cheer for him even more. 100%. He's one of a kind. And we certainly saw that on display on Tuesday, held a 30-minute press conference at Bridgestone Arena. No tears were shed, at least not publicly, But which thank goodness, because if he would have started crying, I'm not sure that I would have made it through. I think it would have been a little bit tougher in the room, but it was still emotional nonetheless, a bittersweet day and the end of an era in Nashville. Mace, let's play a couple of audio clips from Pex and, and what he had to say on that day. First off, just on how much thought he gave this decision and how did he know it was time for him to hang them up? A lot. Um, that was one of the reasons we, why, we, why we stayed in, uh, in Nashville for longer than, than usually. Uh, uh, just, to, just to give myself enough time to uh, think through things and, and uh, give myself enough time to just uh, be comfortable in any decisions I, I, I make and um, but yeah, it's obviously something that uh, I, I thought about a lot, and um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm 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 so proud and and fortunate that I've played in a one organization all my all my career. So that was that truly was the only only opportunity that was, that was in my head. So there was two two uh, I mean two options, uh, either uh, either retire or uh, either um, continue playing with uh, with the Predators and. And uh, I, I, I appreciate uh, um, David and, and, and everybody else for, for giving me enough time to uh, um, make this decision on my own um, and make a decision that I, I feel is the right one. And, uh, and, and deep down, I, 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 I do feel that. So, um, but yeah, I gave that a lot of thought. Mace, I love there that, that Peck said to him there were only two options. One, he was either going to come back and play for the Predators or he was going to retire because he honestly, he, he left it a bit open-ended at the end of the season. He was asked, you know, would you go to another team in the NHL? Would you go to Finland? And he kind of was like, yeah, like I, I don't want to say anything I'm going to regret, but 
I mm-hmm. loved hearing him say when it was all said and done that, yeah, that it was either going to be in Nashville or that was going to be it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, after the season, you, you lose out, everything's just, you know, you're not really able to process everything and, and really look past, you know, your emotional state at that time and, and really make a, a comment. So it was good of, good of him to leave it open because you never know, right? Things, mm-hmm. things change as time goes on. But, you know, that's, that's just, that's Hex. Like, he, you know, he could have went, he could have asked for a trade this year. He wasn't starting anymore. Juice took over the job. He could have said, you know what, I want to go try to win somewhere. Would you, would you, would you move me at the deadline? And I'm sure David Poyle would have accommodated him. You know, they would have done anything for Pekka in that regard. But it's just not, it's, it's not what he wanted. He wanted to, wanted to retire in that gold jersey and you know for him to hear that and any, any athlete you know that's that's your ultimate uh dream retirement is to retire on your own terms and to play for one team your entire career and the way that he did it and the way that he uh transitioned i guess out of the starting position and accepted you know his role um you know when juice took over i mean it's just the ultimate professional because i know that's not easy and I know a lot of guys, you, you know, just because Pekka wasn't playing didn't mean he didn't want to play and he didn't want to be the starting goalie. And, you know, he, he just, you know, accepted that the way it was. But the way that he handled himself and supported his teammates and Juice and, you know, then again, how he goes out and the comments that you just played there. He's just such a classy guy. And, um, you know, that's the ending, I think, other than a Stanley Cup, but the ending to the career that you would expect and hope for Pekka is to take the proper amount of time. And the decision, he said, you know what? There's only two options. It was either, you know, I'm going to play for the Nashville Predators or I'm going to retire. And, and he did it on his own terms, and he feels it's the right decision. So although I'm sad, I'm sure we all are, selfishly, I'm happy for him that he was able to, to come to terms with that and feel good about it. Mace, you said this, and David Poyle mentioned it as well on Tuesday. He's like, I'm glad that Peck is going out on his terms because so often we see – Maybe a guy hangs on for a year or two more than, uh, you know, it makes sense at the time. You know, guys think maybe I can, I can go a little bit longer. I've got more left in me. And then it ends up, you know, they get buried in the minors or they get bought out or they get traded. And, you know, that's always a tough situation. And then I think too, sometimes a guy like Pekka said, he said it himself. He's like, I feel like my body could still play, but Mm -hmm. he's a new dad. He's got a seven month old Paulus is just adorable. Uh, his fiance Erica. Th- there's different priorities now, and and I think for him to be able to go out on his terms is really something special as well. Yeah, it really is, and I know that when when you have kids, before you have kids, and before Pekka did, hockey was hockey was king. Hockey is everything. Everything that you do is geared toward uh, your performance, your conditioning, whatever it takes to be the best that you can be um, to perform at that elite level. When you have kids it changes a bit, you know, your number one priority, which was hockey before suddenly isn't your number one priority and isn't quite so important and all encompassing as it was. And as much as you say that it is, it's not, you know, that's just the fact of life. And, um, you know, it's, it's almost, I, I guess it's, it's a little, it's humbling and it's, it takes that invincibility factor, I think, away from, from you as a, as an athlete, because you just, you don't have that same, um, diehard, hardcore feeling toward everything you do. And the older you get, you have to train harder every summer. You have to do more to, to keep in that top physical shape and you have to, and it's, it's just grueling and it's mentally just a grind. 
And I know because I played till I was 39 and I played, uh, I did the same thing. And I think the, the big thing with an athlete like with, with Pekka right now is he's done this, this, this whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, I went out on my own terms and I think the, the trickiest part will be for him was when hockey season starts up again and when you're supposed to go back to training camp and you miss that, you don't have an itinerary right now in the summer. I found it was easy because you're like, hey, it's summer. I don't have to train. I don't have to do all this. You know, you got your training book in front of you and all this stuff that you have to do with the older you get. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> and then now, now you don't have to do it. You're like, oh, this is great. Uh-huh. I'm going to enjoy the summer, but uh, but it, it'll take a while. It'll it'll take a while for him to transition out of that mode. But, um, you know, the, the kind of person that Peck is, he's going to have options to do whatever he wants. And as you mentioned, he's going to get to to spend all the uninterrupted time with Paulus that he wants to, which is just a, just a blessing and something that, um, as you know, the travel schedule in the National Hockey League, it, it, it's tough to, to really dig in and, and put in your time with your family as much as you'd like to. So now he'll have that in spades, which is a beautiful thing. Mace, one more clip that I want to play is Pekka, he was asked what he wants his legacy to be. And that's that's a tough question for someone as humble as he is. But he took a stab at it, and uh, he had a pretty great response. Uh, I don't know. I'm not prepared. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, obviously, there's, there's two sides. Uh, one is being a hockey player. Um, I hope that people see uh, see me as a as a hardworking guy, uh, team guy, uh, you know, that's, that's probably my, that's my, that's my, my, my wish, um, off the ice, um, you know, just a everyday man, just a man of the people. I I mean, (laughs) that's, uh, I, I feel like that's who I am. And, uh, um, I don't think I don't think that in that aspect I I don't really have expectations how people should rem, uh, remember me but uh, um, I do take pride in in the you know I, the charity work we've done and uh, um, but uh, but yeah a, a man of the people Mace I mean that's uh, one it's fantastic that. two I think it's yeah. pretty accurate it's 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 spot on I love it I, I love it it's. Uh, it's so true. And, and, you know, it, it's tough, I guess, when somebody, you know, it's, I guess it's with Pekka, right? If, if you ask some other superstar and they'd have their, what their legacy, they have probably already thought about it a million times. And it just seemed to me that Peck hadn't even really thought about it. You know, what do you want your legacy to be? That's a tough question to ask somebody and tough, even tougher question to answer. But everything that Pekka said, he is, you know, he, he's a hardworking guy. He comes to the rink and, and you saw this, Brooks, every, he never took days off. You know, mm-hmm. he's playing games when he when he was playing sixty five games a season. The guy's on the ice every pregame skate, just working his butt off. You know, he's just it's just uncommon for guys in his position to to work as hard as he did. He just he can't help it. It's just it's who he is. And a good teammate, the guy's the best teammate you could ask for. Supports everybody. He's a leader. Um, you know, although many people not see it, but he he'll stand up and. Um, you know, Pekka, believe it or not, he's got some fire. He's got some fire there when things aren't going well. He wasn't shy to stand up and, and you know call out the issues that were going on on the ice or whatever the case would be to help better the team. But he's at the end of the day, he's the best teammate. He supported every single guy. I loved Austin Watson uh, his Instagram post. I don't know if you ever saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how he said, "Pex, you showed me nothing but love." We know what Austin went through. Went through a lot of 
uh, hard times there, and, and he really praised Pekka for being there for him no matter what and just showing him love. And that's, that's just the best teammate. That's, that's part of your family. When you play together on a team, you, you guys are your family. And, uh, and, and Pekka really embodied that. Uh, he led the way in that regard and created, uh, you know, helped create the culture that everybody talks about that are the Nashville Predators, what it means to be a Nashville Predator. And uh, obviously, I love what he said too. Yeah, I want to be remembered as a hockey player. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think you're pretty safe there, Pat. <laughs> you, you did almost everything there is to do as a hockey player. But you know, again, it's just that's just that's just Packer right there, and and he summed it up perfectly. He's just a great guy. He's a man of the people. Um, you know, and, and the thing about him that was just everyone that he talked to, no matter who it was, if he knew them or not, he gave them the time of day. He respects people. He's so polite. And, you know, I guess one of the things, it's kind of a, I don't know if it's a saying or what it is, but you don't always remember what people say, but you remember how they make you feel. Mm -hmm. And I think when Pekka talks to people, and you know this, Brooks, as well as anybody, but even anybody in the media that's just asking a question in a big scrum, you know, he makes you feel important. He looks you in the eye. He gives you you know, the respect that you deserve no matter who you are. And, you know, that could be a, it could be a fan, it could be a kid, it could be anybody just off the street not even knowing who he is, coming up and talking to him. Pekka's Pekka. He just is who he is. He never changes. He doesn't change who he is no matter who's in the room. And, and that's really commendable. And, uh, you know, it's something special, again, about how great of a guy Pekka it really is. Well, and lucky for us, we're going to get more chances to have those conversations with him. He's going to head home to Finland for the rest of the summer, but he... His fiance Erica and and son Paulus and Pabla, the dog, of course, will plan to return back to Nashville around the start of the season. Pekka has said that, and uh, there will be plenty of opportunities for the Preds to honor Pecks in the months to come. But he has said that, one, he loves Nashville. Nashville's his home. He's still going to keep his house here. He's got a lot of work that he wants to continue in the community, the 365 Pediatric Cancer Fund at uh, Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt is number one in his heart. Best Buddies is also very important. But Mace, what do you what do you think when you hear a guy like that who, if he wanted to, could ride off into Finland on a on a deserted island and never be heard from again? He wants to come back to Nashville and continue the life that he's built here. He's not ready to give that up yet. No, I mean, you, you think about, you talk about his 15-year career, um, you know, and then three more in Milwaukee. That's almost half his life, you know, as part of the organization and the relationships and uh, the bond that you've had, he's had with this city, with its fans. I mean, it's, it's you know, stuff that dreams are made of, really. And, um, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of European guys will go, go back as soon as their career's over, like you said, and they'll... You know, they'll go back to Sweden or Finland or whatever, and they'll live the rest of their life there, which is totally fine. But, uh, you know, Nashville is a special place, and Pekka is a special guy. And it just, when something just gets put together like that and just magically fits, um, I think that's kind of what happened with Pekka. You know, he came over here and, and just embraced everything that North America had to offer, starting in Milwaukee. He had some great teammates there that he he talked about a lot too in some of his press conferences that really helped him get adjusted to North America. And then he came up here, and you know we know the rest of the story. But that's a lot of years. That's mm-hmm. that's forty percent of his life that he spent here in Nashville. And um, you know that'd be tough to just walk away and ride off into the sunset, like you said. But but at the same time, 
Um, a lot of guys do go back and they'll come back periodically, but the fact that he's going to keep his place here and he still wants to be involved and, uh, you know, a lot of the initiatives that he's really uh, grown attached to and become extremely important to him, I think is, is just amazing. And he's got the flexibility to do it now. So Paulus is he's a young boy. He won't be in school for a while. So he's mm-hmm. got some time to, <laughs> to decide what he's going to do in that regard. And it's just great to hear. I mean, the more guys that retire, especially people like Pekka that stay here and, um, a part of the alumni and, and a part of the organization, I just think is is great for this team moving forward as well. Sometimes the word legend is overused from time to time, but uh, I, I think that describes Pekka perfectly. We're going to miss him, but we're excited to see him when he gets back. We wish him uh, a, a lovely couple of months in his native Finland, and you can bet that pretty much every night next season, I think there will be some sort of of Pecorine celebration, and no one deserves it more than him. We will come back in a moment to tell some stories, some of our favorite moments with Pecs. But up next, the offseason is in full swing, and the Preds have already made a significant move. This is the Predators' official podcast presented by Two Rivers Ford on ESPN 1025 The Game. Hi, I'm Matt Duchesne, and most of you know I'm a husband, father, proud Nashville Predator, and a huge music fan. But what you might not know is that I'm also a total Ford guy, and my dealership is Two Rivers Ford. I chose Two Rivers because they're honest, upfront, and easy to do business with. They also have non-commissioned salespeople, which is great. I figured when a local business has been around for almost four decades, they must be doing something right, eh? So if you're ready for a new Ford, definitely go see my friends at Two Rivers Ford. Predators official podcast on ESPN 1025 The Game. Welcome back to episode 136. Brooks Bratton of NashvillePredators.com along with you. One of the cool things, should I even say cool? One of the things that I enjoy about Thomas not being here is I get to pick all the songs now. Although he probably would have picked that one too. Little Ed Sheeran. That's a bop as the kids say. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Chris Mason will be back to join us in the fourth segment to tell a couple of Pekka stories and reminisce on everybody's favorite goaltender. But for the time being, producer Max is here too, by the way. It's good to have him back (laughs) as he waves to the crowd. Uh, The offseason, full swing. And these next two weeks, the busiest of the offseason, the expansion draft and the NHL draft, are coming up more on that in our next segment and then free agency will follow and if we've heard anything from David Poyle as to what he thinks he might do this offseason there were expected to be some changes and some moves will be made and one has already been made it came down on July 1st the Predators acquired Los Angeles's second round pick in the 2021 NHL draft and their third round pick in the 22 draft from the Kings in exchange for Victor Arvidsson. Of course, Arvey, as he's known in these parts, a fourth-round pick of the Preds in 2014. He now departs the organization as a two-time 30-goal scorer, including a franchise record 34 goals in 2018-19. However, injuries and inconsistency have plagued Arvey in recent seasons. He was 
19th in the NHL in goals over a three-season span from 2016 to 2019. And now he's got just 25 goals in his last 107 games. Not ideal, not what you hope, not what you expect from a player like Arvidsson. I think it's important to point out as well that despite a trade of a player like that, the Preds don't view this as the start of a rebuild, but rather the organization remains confident in their ability to stay competitive and continue to make the playoffs without entering in to a gigantic rebuilding mode. There's a number of prospects and draft picks in the system, including eight selections as it currently stands in this year's draft. So that foundation will continue to solidify. And I think also something that's worth mentioning, the trade was in part necessitated by the upcoming expansion draft. And David Poyle alluded to this on this very station as well. But of course, the Seattle Kraken will be selecting their inaugural roster on July 21st. They're going to take a player from the Predators, a pretty good player. As we all know, that's just what happens in these things. We saw it happen four years ago when the Vegas Golden Knights took James Neal off of Nashville's hands. You can only protect so many players. And I think that that was another part of the reasoning is the Predators were afraid that Maybe we won't be able to protect a guy like Victor Arvidsson, and that's pretty enticing for a team like Seattle. So do you lose him for nothing, or do you try to get something for him? In that sense, the Preds are able to get a couple of draft picks from L.A., and and Nashville's desire to continue to push to get younger remains as well. Ellie Tolvanen, of course, took a notable step forward over the past season. Philip Tomasino will have as good of chance as anyone to make the opening night roster come September in training camp. And a guy like Rem Pitlick is on the verge of becoming an NHL regular as well. We saw so many guys, of course, step up last season and find their spots on this team too. So again, the Preds continuing to restock that prospect cupboard as well. And the Preds now have three picks in the top 50 of this year's draft. That's no small feat. And so it's certainly tough to to see a player like Victor Arvidsson go. He's certainly very popular among the fan base, among his teammates. Uh, But ultimately, especially this time of year, hockey is a business. We knew that there were going to be some deals made. And we'll have to see what else comes. I think David Poyle uh, is never stagnant as a general manager. He's certainly been aggressive in recent seasons. And you can bet that he's looking around right now as well. I think with Seattle, too, as the expansion draft approaches, uh, there have been some reports that Seattle's asking price for making a deal and trying to get them to take one player over another from another team. I think the asking price to try to make a deal like that has been reported as, quote, exorbitant. It's not going to be easy to do something like that. And uh, that is also something worth considering as well. So, uh, again, it's it's tough to see a guy like Arvey go, but at the same time, changes get made in, in this business. And I think that's what you've got to chalk it up to is a business decision, unfortunately, at this point. So we'll see how he does in, in L.A. And, and Victor Arvidsson, of course, great guy, friend of the show, uh, has been on before, and we certainly wish him all the best, and that'll be one of the more intriguing storylines, I think, as we get going in training camp and at the start of the season in October, which, by the way, we expect the NHL schedule to be announced also next week between the expansion draft and the NHL draft. So get your planners ready 
And uh, that'll be something to look out for as well. But certainly a storyline in that top six, who takes over for a guy like Victor Arvidsson, I certainly think that Philip Tomasino is a worthy candidate at this point. But uh, life without Arvey, we'll see how it plays out as the Predators get going in September and October. A signing as well earlier this week, uh, the Preds signed Cole Smith to a one-year two-way deal, 750 k at the NHL level, 70000 at the AHL level for the 21-22 season. Of course, the Milwaukee Admirals will be back in action this season as well, just unveiling a sick new third jersey, so check that out if you haven't seen it on their social media. But uh, Cole Smith, you might remember, made his Predators debut, his NHL debut on opening night against Columbus, then ended up going back down to Chicago of the AHL, who was Nashville's affiliate last season as they split time uh, with the Hurricanes there with the Wolves as Milwaukee uh, chose not to play last season. But uh, Cole Smith back in the fold there, so another depth forward option for the Predators moving forward. And one more thing I wanted to mention before we get out of this segment, we are going outside in Smashville. This is not new news, but this is something that has been announced since we last had the podcast. And uh, Max, you're excited about this. The 2022 Navy Federal Credit Union NHL Stadium Series the Preds going to host the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning February 26th, 2022 at Nissan Stadium, the home, of course, of the Tennessee Titans just across the river from Broadway here in Nashville. That'll be a fun time. It's the second outdoor game, of course. The Preds were in the Winter Classic in 2020 at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. And uh, we know how the city of Nashville does events, especially hockey events. We've seen that with the All-Star Game in 2016. We saw it with the final in 2017. The game is on Saturday night. I'd be willing to bet that this is not going to be a one-day celebration. And uh, you know that our media friends will be excited to come down to Nashville. The All-Star Game is in Vegas next season. So you get the All-Star Game and then Nashville within about a month span of each other. Again, our media friends very excited for those prospects. And uh, we know what can happen here in Nashville, Tennessee, as far as putting on a celebration. So that should be a heck of a time. Mark your calendar. Uh, We know people have asked, hey, how do I get tickets? Of course, becoming a Pred season ticket citizen is the best way to guarantee your seats. And uh, more information, of course, will be released in the months to come. Also, never has there ever been an NHL outdoor game without every team getting a new uniform to wear. So there will be some sort of a new Predators jersey coming your way as well in the months ahead. Perhaps a nice Christmas present. We'll see uh, when things get released later on down the line. But more information on that to come. But simply for now, mark your calendar. February 26, 2022, David Poyle addressed it the other day at Pecorine's press conference. He called it potential for a Palooza. Just about every member of the Poyle family asking for tickets and how they can get here to Nashville for that. So... What a time that'll be. Maybe we'll have a live pod. Who knows? Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but we'll see. I would like to do the pod outdoors maybe once in a while. So we'll give that a shot. You never know what you're going to get in Nashville in February either. End of February, like it could either be a blizzard or it could be sunny and 75 degrees. So buckle up. We'll hope for about 45 and cloudy. I think that's ideal conditions, but uh, we'll see what we have in store here in Nashville. Coming up much sooner than that outdoor game, the expansion draft and the NHL draft 
are this week. I will preview that coming up next on the Predators official podcast presented by Two Rivers Ford on ESPN 1025 The Game. Predators official podcast presented by Two Rivers Ford on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Welcome back to the program. Brooks Bratton of NashvillePredators.com here along with you. Chris Mason will be back in the next segment to wrap things up. But for now, we're still hitting hard on the news and notes. A lot happens when you don't do one of these for a month and a half. I was scrolling back through Preds.com and I was like, my goodness. Seems like eons ago when we... Last talk to you, at least in this form of communication, which by the way, I was thinking too that when uh, the Arvidsson trade happened on July 1st, I was on an airplane trying to get some work done, which then reminded me that that was not the first time that I've been on an airplane when things have happened. I remember a few years ago when the Preds brought Dan Hughes back and signed him, I, no lie, I was getting on a plane to go back to Pittsburgh for a few days. And this like, it's like the end of July, I think. And we were like picking up speed, going down the runway to take off. And I hit send on the tweet to announce the Dan Hughes. So it, it, working under pressure, thank goodness for Wi-Fi and phones and you can get a lot done. And sometimes that's just what you have to do. So the uh, Victor Arvidsson, tweet at least from my account was posted in grand rapids michigan this time around you never you just never know where you're going to be and that's why sometimes i even take my laptop to the grocery store with me at this time of the year i might need to these next couple weeks too lots going on the predators are currently slated to add eight players via the 2021 nhl draft the official order has been announced the preds their first pick will come at number 19 overall in round one, if you're saying, hey, wait a minute, wasn't it 18? Why are you lying? It's 19 now, I promise. So here's what happened is the Preds originally held the number 18 overall selection in the 2021 draft. However, the NHL has said the following, quote, pick 11, the NHL directed the forfeiture of this pick in sanctions against the Arizona Coyotes, which were announced last August. So remember the Coyotes... Uh, dealt with some issues uh, as it relates to scouting players and uh, the NHL that was kind of their punishment to lose a first round draft pick so the league has decided to just simply leave it in the order so there is still a pick 11 there just won't be a player selected there so technically the Predators will take the 18th player in the draft but for all intents and purposes it is pick number 19 overall which then gives the Preds as we said earlier three of the first 50 selections in the draft, it'll take place virtually for the second consecutive year. Predators GM David Poyle and his staff will set up shop inside their Bridgestone Arena offices as they navigate through the two-day event. Round one, Friday, July 23rd at 7 p.m., broadcasted live on ESPN2 in the United States. How about that? It's been a minute since we've had a legitimate hockey event on uh, the family of ESPN and ABC, but the NHL, of course, is back on ESPN and TNT. Uh, this upcoming season. Exciting stuff there as NBC's deal 
runs out. So round one on ESPN2 in the U.S., Friday, July 23rd at 7 p.m. Central. Rounds two through seven then on the 24th, starting at 10 a.m. Central on NHL Network. The Preds, as I said earlier, have eight overall selections in this 2021 draft. It starts with number 19 in round one. They've got two picks in round two, thanks in part to the Arvidsson trade, getting pick number 40 overall, and then a third-round pick, two more in the fourth round, one in the fifth, one in the sixth, nothing in the seventh for now. We'll see. It's always a potential to add more as the week goes along. But first, the expansion draft. The Seattle Kraken, the NHL's 32nd member club, will assemble its roster on July 21st. That is also being broadcast on ESPN 2, 7 p.m. Central. The Preds are going to lose a player as Seattle picks one from each team, excluding Vegas. They are exempt since they only came into the league four years ago. Seattle must draft 14 forwards, nine defensemen, and three goalies. A lot of different ways they can go about this. And, of course, the Predators, they're going to have a protection list. So that gets submitted on Saturday, depending on when you're listening to this. We record on Friday, July 16th here. So Saturday, July 17th, those lists are due. The NHL is expected to make those public on July 18th. And then the draft, of course, on the 21st, the expansion draft there. So you can either protect seven forwards, three defensemen, or one goalie, or eight skaters and one goalie. The Predators probably likely to use that option. I don't know that three defensemen will cover it for the Preds. So if they elect to go the eight skater option, maybe they have four defensemen and four forwards. Maybe they have five defensemen and three forwards, including that one goaltender. That would be nine players overall. The goalie, of course, UC Soros has to be protected. Someone like an Ellie Tolvanen is, is exempt, so you don't have to worry about that. But uh, there's a lot of guys the Preds are going to have to make some big decisions on. And we'll see what happens with that. Again, we'll know uh, in short time here. And perhaps by the time that a lot of you are listening to this, we will have already known. So that information is available. If you're listening to this after Sunday on Preds.com, you can find out who the Preds have chosen to protect. But I think what it comes down to is the Preds are going to lose a good player. And that's just what happens in an expansion draft like this. David Poyle of course, we'll try to make a deal with Seattle GM Ron Francis, but uh, if it's true, and why would it not be if, if Seattle is really hiking up the prices to say, mm, if you want us to take someone who we don't want with our first choice, you're going to have to pay for it. So we'll see what kind of deal, if anything, David Poyle is able to work out or if he's forced to say, you know what, it's tough, but we're going to lose X player, and, and that's just what you have to deal with. So we'll see. It's, it's always interesting. I mean, never a dull moment at this time of the year especially. But, again, just lots to pay attention to. There will be plenty of coverage on Preds.com, as there always is. And we'll be back next week with another episode. It'll come after the expansion draft, but probably before the NHL draft. So we'll have some uh, more things to fill in there as time goes along. But lots of fun, lots to pay attention to this time of year. And uh, it's never boring around these parts, and especially right now. So we will continue to have you covered on all the usual outlets and uh, excited to bring that to you. Excited to bring you the final segment of episode 136. Chris Mason will be back to recount some of our favorite memories of number 35, Pecorine. Of course, the POP will be right back here on ESPN 1025, The Game. 
Tina Turner, she knew all those years way back when. She's like, you know what? Pecorine is going to be the best one day. And this song will describe him perfectly. It does. Welcome back to the Predators official podcast as we are back to wrap things up on episode 136. Brooks Bratton joined once again by Chris Mason. Mace, we were just talking in the break that uh, you actually used that song a few years back when Pex won the Vezina. And it's it's yeah. perfect for the moment, is it not? It's. I mean, that song was written for him, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you, you said too, Tina. She knew. She knew. She had a vision. She. <laughs> she had a vision. The, yep. And then we get we yeah. get we get to sit here and enjoy it. And uh, uh, I don't know uh, about you. I was air drumming as I usually do, but. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. Hey, before we get to uh, a story or two. The Smashville Summer Spectacular next weekend, July 22nd through the 25th, including July 23rd. That is NHL Draft Round 1, a party on the plaza at Bridgestone Arena. Head down to watch the first round of the NHL Draft. The Predators have that 19th overall pick. The pick will be made. And uh, lots of fun for the whole family. Mace, I know you and, and the broadcast crew will be down there as well doing a live show that will be streaming on Preds.com. But again, there's a whole weekend full of details. We don't have enough time to run through all of them. But July 22nd through 25th, it's all coming up. You'll want to check it out at least Friday or Saturday or Sunday all weekend long. Tons of things to check out at Bridgestone Arena. Come down, get out of the heat, enjoy some hockey. NashvillePredators.com slash spectacular. You can find all that information. A full itinerary is there for you to take in all that fun down at the Bridgie. So as promised, Pecorine, some memories. It's, I mean, we could have done a whole show on just this, I'm sure. But Mace, you've played with him. You know him better than most as a fellow goaltender. What comes to mind with Pekka? A, a game or a story or a memory on the road or or just what you think of him as a person? What what comes to mind when someone says, tell me about Pekka Rene? Well, I mean, a lot of things do. I think, uh, you know, there's some stories, obviously, I can't tell. And they're, not, they're, not, they're not bad or anything, but, oh, just, sure. you know, um, just, you know, private moments and just, you know, fun times having a couple beers and all that kind of stuff. But Which Pekka is, and, and you've said this many times, but Pekka... If if people don't know, like has a really sneaky good sense of humor. He's hilarious. He is hilarious. He's funny, and we we get going all the time. And I, you know, the story I'll tell him this isn't necessarily um, him being funny, but this is it was kind of funny because uh, we we're it was the lockout year, it was my last year, and uh, I told this on uh, to Adam Bingen. He was asking for Pekka stories, and we're out with the it was a team dinner in San Jose, and. You know, you had 20 guys, and we could just tell the the servers. There's a couple servers, and they're just probably horrified because it's probably a pain in the butt to take care of that many people and <laughs> everybody hooting and hollering and all that kind of stuff. So Pex and I were sitting beside each other with uh, with uh, Shea Weber, and we decided that we were going to try to make make the servers night by giving them extra compliments and just tell them that they were doing a good job and just really try to ease the tension and make them. Um, make their night as, you know, they're trying to make our night by taking care of everybody. So, um, you know, the whole night 
you know, you could just see Pex was, uh, you know, saying thank you in, in Finnish. And uh, we were translating for, uh, for Pex. And he was just, you know, it was just, it was, it was just kind of funny because you could see the tension and uh, maybe anxiety, I think, that the servers had kind of just disappear um, because, you know, Pekka just has this aura about him yeah. um, that, you know, we all know he just kind of puts you at ease. Um, it can be intimidating when you're coming up to a, a team full of, uh, you know, 20 guys and everybody's, you know, loud and, and you know, you have to deal with that um, kind of atmosphere. And, and it was uh, it was just a beautiful thing to, to watch and be a part of. And that's that's what he does to everybody. And that's, that, that, that's who he is. And, and you know this. Brooks, everybody that knows him, people always ask you, because they see interviews and they see him on TV and anybody can really, um, you know, kind of give off any um, appearance they want, whether it's uh, genuine or not. But they're like, is, Pe- is that Pecorino? Is he really that nice? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? It's hard to believe, but he, he's nicer. He's, he's just yes. the nicest guy. Like, he's he's so genuine and authentic. You know, it, it's uh, it's rare to see in hockey as you well know, um, especially through interviews, um, because, you know, a lot of times you're getting canned answers or the old typical hockey cliches all the time. And, mm-hmm. um, you don't really get to see people's personality, but Pex, you know, he thinks out what he's going to say and he gives his, you really get to see who he is. And, and it's no different than when he's out to dinner with uh, the whole team. And, you know, he can just sense that, you know, maybe this person might need a little help feeling comfortable in this situation. And he just goes out of his way to, you know, to put people at ease. So I always like telling that one just because it just, uh, it just reaffirms, I guess, what people already think and know about Pekka. And it's, it's just who he is. So I, I like telling those kind of stories about him. I think it's the little things for me. And I, and I mentioned this in my sort of farewell column that I wrote uh, on Preds.com earlier in the week. But uh, where so where we sit on the bus when, when like you or I ride the team bus to a practice or a game or something, as as a broadcaster and as as a communications uh, member of the team, like myself, we kind of get like the the third, fourth, fifth row on the bus. So we the and the players sit behind us. So we see everybody walking by, and I usually try to look up at everyone, like if they want to make eye contact, like say hello, whatever. I don't I don't want to be rude. I'm not in the business of pissing people off on the team, yeah. but I, I think. The thing for me with Pex, I think he is the only player every single time for the last seven seasons has made eye contact and acknowledged me every single time, whether it's we're going to a a practice in the middle of February that in the grand scheme of things probably doesn't matter that much, or it's a huge playoff game and he's getting the start, we'll still look at, take the time to be like, like, uh, yes, I'm going to acknowledge you, even if it's just a head nod. And that's mm-hmm. it. That doesn't seem like a big deal, but to me, the fact that he is willing to, you know, he he's got so much going on. He's got a game to focus on, but he's like, no, like I know you. I'm just gonna take the second that it does to say hello or say what's up or just give the head nod. And to yeah. me, that just speaks volumes to the kind of person he is. To to what you said earlier, Mace, about him just having the time for everybody and and yeah. treat you as if you're the most important person in that moment um you know i i i think that's big for me and then just his moments his, his sense of humor that you get to see come through every once in a while um I, I i think thomas had told this on an earlier podcast but there was a day that we were in the locker room and and 
kind of talking to Pex and Juice uh, about how their names are pronounced in Finland. And uh, Pekka out loud imagined what it would be like to hear his name announced in in kind of the, the Finnish accent, I guess, in Bridgestone Arena. And he sat there in his stall and just looked straight ahead, not really at anyone, and just said, Pekkarine. <laughs> and it was, it was one of the more pure moments that I can remember with him. But it's, it's just the simple stuff like that for me with him, right? Like we know how great he is in the community, how great he was on the ice, but to get to know him as a person and see him in those little everyday moments, I think is what I'll always remember most about him. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, I know what it's like sitting on that bus or, you know, as a media guy, you feel it's a weird feeling or whatever when, you know, you don't want to get in the way, you don't, you can't talk too loud, it's inevitable. So, you know, you just it's, you have that uneasy feeling because they got the game to get ready for and all that kind of stuff. And I've been on the other side too. And, you know, he does, he comes on, he looks everybody in the eye, you know, gives you a nod and acknowledges you and um, makes sure everybody is felt seen and acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like you said, it's a little thing, but it's a huge thing because not everybody does it. And it, it, it kind of, I guess it validates you and makes you feel like, Hey, you know what? That's, that's, I appreciate that. You didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a lot of guys don't, and I don't, I don't, I don't hold it against anybody because they're sure. not ready for a game and they're doing that thing. But, but like you said, Brooks, the fact that he makes and it's, it's, it's what he does. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. If he knows you, he's going to acknowledge you and make you, make you, you know, know that he's, he's seen you and he wanted to say hi and he's going to say hi. And, and like you said, it's not a big thing, but it, it is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he goes out of his way and, and he does that with everybody. And, um, you know, it, it's important. And he's done that his entire career. And a lot of guys, you know, they start out humble and, you know, they, they grow into, you know, a kind of a career that Pekka has and they change a little bit. You know, they're not quite the same humble guy they were when they first started. And, you know, there's a lot of great, 99% of the guys are great guys. But, you know, the fact of the matter is some guys change along the way a little bit. But he, he never did, mm-hmm. not, not one little bit. And uh, that's a lot to be said about his character, that's for sure. He's simply the best. I think that's, all, I think that's all there is to say. There Mace, Mace, you're not too bad yourself. Thanks for doing this. Oh, anytime, buddy. I'm, I'm happy to. I'm, I'm no Thomas Willis, but I'll, I'll step in. <laughs> I'll step in. The old, uh, the old, the old radio come in every t- anytime you need me, buddy. <laughs> I don't, I don't think you have to worry about bumping your head on any door frames or anything. I think you're. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm under the threshold. You're much safer in that department, Mace. We appreciate yeah. it. We'll, we'll talk again soon. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Brooksy. For Chris Mason, you can follow him at C Mace on Twitter. I am Brooks Bratton. You can follow me at Brooks Bratton on Twitter. Brooks Bratton on the old Insta chat. Tweet us anytime, hashtag Preds Podcast. We'll fire up the old question machine next week. We'll give that a go. And, of course, at Preds NHL, busy time. There's lots of stuff to see, lots of stuff you're going to want to be in tune with. So check it out, at Preds NHL on social media, of course. This has been Episode 136 of the Predators Official Podcast. Our thanks to Chris Mason, of course, for joining. And don't worry, we'll get Pekka when he comes back. We'll have Pecs back on the POP, but for now... Have a great week. We'll talk soon.